Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the latest edition of Trendlebed Tales. And this is a Travel Tales episode. And it is again something to uh, that you can lay thanks to my recent Disney trip planning because during many of those things that I've been listening to, they have been talking about touring plans. And so I've decided that we're going to do some touring plans here on Travel Times, and we're going to look at exactly what to do if you go to one of the places that I recommend. And today's Travel Times touring plan is going to be for the Iowa State Fair. But before we get to that, I think we've got some housekeeping. So uh, if you're going to listen to this or any other episode of Trundlebed Tales, you can do it by either streaming it through the website, trundlebedtales.com, from the blog, trundlebedtales.wordpress.com, or directly through Blog Talk Radio, searching for Trendlebed Tales. You can also download it for free on iTunes by going under Podcasts and searching for Trendlebed Tales. It's a free download, and the MP3, you can use it anywhere you want. Now, I have recently found out, and this isn't anything that I have done a lot of, work with before, but apparently you can leave comments and ratings on iTunes. So if you are an iTunes user, even if you listen to the program a different way, go on by and see if you can give us any positive feedback or some ratings and tell us how you like it. I also want to urge everybody to out there to get in contact some way apart from the podcast. So it just always makes you feel a little bit more like somebody's listening. So you can find me on Twitter at Trundlebed Tales, on Facebook at Trundlebed Tales. You can find me on Google+, on LinkedIn, Academia.U. I have an Instagram account, so I have done pretty much nothing with it yet. I'm hoping I can get that rectified. A Flickr account is uh, Vimeo, so search around and you will find me on your favorite social media platform. And we always like it when we hear from listeners. So if you want to call in with a question or a comment, you can always do that. If you don't want to be on a computer, by calling in 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll free, one eight. And uh, I think that should about do it. I um, keep promising to get back on schedule with the podcast, but I think that we're finally going to actually manage to do that. So if you've got a subject that you're interested in, either for travel time or on Laura Ingalls Wilder or on history or food history, or anything like that, be sure to let me know. And otherwise, 
I think we're ready to get into the heart of the program. So that's it for housekeeping. All right, now I'm going to uh, be referencing a map that you can find in the uh, show notes. You can also find it on the Iowa State Fairground site if you go in and look for a map. And it's going to kind of give you a chance to follow along with what we're doing. Now, uh, as I mentioned in my previous uh, episode that we did, I talked a lot about, you know, sort of our family's history with the fair. We've been going there almost, well, somebody in the extended family has gone pretty much every single year from the 1920s on. So uh, that was, so we've done a lot of different things. This is going to be kind of a normal um, sort of starting place tour. Now, there may be things that you're interested in that, I'm not, that wouldn't be on our list, which you might be interested in. For example, it may be that you're someone who likes to spend a lot of time in the midway. It may be that you're somebody who really loves, you know, seeing um, grace tracks or something like that because they do have they do have a lot of shows for pulling trucks, with tractors, horses, for that kind of thing. You might be someone who wants to spend your entire day in the horse pavilion, or you may never want to see a horse. But this will give you an idea of sort of the the basic plan on how to go through. You can always adjust it for things you want to do or you don't want to do. Now, we usually recommend coming in through Gate 8, which is on the southern half of the fairgrounds. Uh, there is, uh, the main entrance is actually on the northern side, but um, the side 8 has a lot of people with little uh, houses and yards where they park, um, and park cars, and, and that's normally where we like to park is in one of those. Uh, there's also... Um, on that site, it takes you in right by the sheep barn. The sheep barn had its 100th anniversary this year, and it is just really a lovely building. And if you go in there, it kind of takes you right into the heart of the... Uh, we, a lot of times, will have our tickets ahead of time. You can get them a couple different ways to get a slight um, discount. For example, we usually get ours through Hy-Vee ahead of time. And you go in give them your ticket, and they will give you a program of the day. Now, take a look at that program of the day. It will not only have a even larger version of this map that I'm dealing with today, it will also have a schedule of classes, of, um, of events, of programs, of contests. And it's just kind of a uh, good thing to check out because you never know what kind of thing you may run into. For example, one time we ended up watching uh, Porter's new design be uh, unveiled. You might get involved in a contest. You decide that you need to be in a whistling contest or something or whatever. So uh, check that out. But I think this is the main uh, touring sign you're going to want. So you go in by gate A. You get your little touring thing. And as you walk up and down, this road is called Rock Island Avenue. 
and you'll see lots of stuff on either side. This is sort of the of the animal central part of the fair. There's the sheep barn, the swine barn, the cattle barn, the horse barn, and as you go through, the doors of pretty much each one of these things are going to have a little area where they're going to uh, gather up people and bring them into uh, letting know more about that particular animal. So, for example, at the horse barn, they had a thing there where you could uh, do a giant puzzle. You could learn how to braid a horse's tail. You could do a color sheet of horses. You could uh, write your name and sign on a blackboard horse. You could find out how tall you were in hands. You could find out uh, or get a picture taken of you showing a horse. There's something like that for each one of these barns. There's also uh, the Avenue of Breeds, which will have uh, a whole bunch of samples for the different breeds from everything from horses and cows to rabbits. There also is in this area little displays for the big boar, the big um, ram, the big pig, you know, it's it's the biggest of all the animals, and they're on display there. This is also a great area because there tends to be a lot of little places to eat that are really great. There's a nice little um, eat place right up at the sheep barn that the sheep and wool growers put on. There's the Cattlemen's Association uh, food stand right sort of by the cattle barn, and it's just a nice area. As you go on up, you'll pass the uh, pavilion. Now, they usually are showing cows in there, which is a cool thing to look at, but they also have in there, uh, along the outside, all these little kind of stands. And the stands may be something like uh, do a spiral painting art project, or they might be buy a T-shirt, or there's a um, buy a monkey's tail, uh, uh, which is a frozen banana dipped in chocolate. So there's all sorts of nifty little things there. And the year or this year, we had to stop there and get some ponchos to the rain. But we're going to go on up. We go past the cattle pavilion, and that's going to get us to the lower part of the ag building. Now, the ag building is an amazingly cool place to visit because on um, there just tends to be a lot of really neat stalls there, a booth of people um, promoting their products. So there is, of course. Um, the Iowa Horse Association, the and the National Egg Association, the um, Silos and Smokestacks had a big booth this year. Sometimes the Iowa Department of Ag will have one. The honey growers. There's just all sorts of things. And there's also lots of nifty where they try and sell you stuff. So if you buy your Watkins products at the fair and look for the fair specials, this will be in this building. If you want some Iowa-grown honey to take home, in this building. Um, and they also have great displays of different things like wheat and corn and all that sort of stuff, flowers, vegetables, just everything like that, you name it, they have it. But the most important thing probably is they have the butter cow. Iowa is famous for its butter cow. Now, it isn't like it's the only fair or state fair that has a butter cow, but Iowa has been doing it in an unbroken string 
for over a hundred years now. And it is always on display in the refrigerated unit in the ag building. And you want to hit this pretty close to the beginning of the day. And this year we were running a little late. It was probably oh getting close on ten before we got in the in the ag building, which is late. You'll do much better if you can do it get there earlier. But we got there, we got through the butter cow reasonably well. We did the whole building. And then you exit egg building on the upper side and turn right. That will take you through the fun forest stage area. If you've got kids, that is definitely a place where you want to visit. If you go on up the hill, then you've got a couple of choices. You can stop in the cultural center, which has photography display. It has wood carving. If you like dollhouses, you've got to see their display. And then they always have some kind of art process thing going on. So they had uh, weavers going on. They had potters. They had someone working on a mural. And they had a face painting going on in the cultural center the day we were there. You can also skip the cultural center and go on up. Some people like to stop at Grandfather's Barn. Apparently, they have kind of a cool, uh, great stomping activity up there now. Um, I wasn't overly impressed the last time I was there. But if you don't get a chance to see animals much in a barn setting, this is a nice as good a place to do it as any. But we generally go on up to Pioneer Hall. Now, Pioneer Hall is an amazingly cool place. It has a lot. We'll have um, a sutler up there. So if you're looking for historic clothes for men, which is often harder to find them for men, and uh, they have a, a studio there. They also have a, a linograph machine, which is or a linotype machine, which is how they used to type out newspapers. And the difference between that and setting type is rather than having to pull all the letters out of a case, you type the numbers in and it actually casts the whole little line that you're writing. And you can get your name done in type and print it in the Iowa State Fair newspaper that they have. And that's always a cool thing. There's also a blacksmith there. And they that's home of all of the interesting contests. So the whistle contest. Anything like that is going to be at Pioneer Hall. Now, again, you're going to go exit out the north side where you came in the south side because you want to stop right outside the, uh, that building. There is a Dutch letter on a stick stand. These are actually good Dutch letters as opposed to the poor, pathetic copycats of things that you see for sale in your grocery store. Those are nothing. These are Dutch letters. And they are awesome. So get one of those and spend a little time up at the Fair Museum complex. I especially like the new part where you can see footage of the trains crashing into each other and you can play the livestock judge game. Um, but the old one has a lot. It's, it's a beautiful building. It, it's been on the, from very close to the beginning of the fair. They have a beautiful wide porch and it's, it's just a lovely place to look out over the fairgrounds. And um, so that's just a lovely place to be. Now, if you wanted to, you could go on down just a little further north and 
up at the poultry barn where they have poultry and pigeons and rabbits. This year they weren't going to have much in the way of poultry because of the, um, the disease that's been going around, but you can go over there if you want, and most years you can do that. Uh, when I sit down, I kind of mean that literally behind your homes on the top of the hill. And coming out of the museum complex, that's also on the top of the hill. But we tend to take the path down uh, between Pioneer Hall and uh, the Grand Avenue Pong, small engines and restored cars and all sorts of cool things. At the bottom of the hill, you'll see uh, a building that was one of the first churches in the area. It's a log cabin. There's also a restored uh, one-room school, which there actually was a one-room school moved in that was an original one, they had a problem with, um, I want to say termites, I'm not sure if that's right, they, they had an infestation, they basically had to tear down, destroy the entire building, and then build a replica of it. So uh, it's still a really neat place to put it out there. As you go on down the, the towards the center, uh, you're going to find the Heritage Village, which is a whole bunch of little um, Buildings that have been sold. There's a telephone house. There's, there's couple, just different things like that there. But the one that you want to be most interested in is the soda fountain. Now, lots of people, lots of people don't even know that soda fountain's there. And when I say soda fountain, I mean it is a soda fountain with that makes malt and sodas and green river phosphate and delicious ice cream. And has all you can sit at the counter, you can sit in these little, you know, cafe type chairs. It's just it's just great fun. And I really can't understand why more people don't stop there. And we're gonna go on down a little bit further. And uh one of the things that we're coming up on there is that we'll know. And that is one of the rides, if you haven't done it, you really should, because it's a dark ride. Apparently, there's only about three um, mill company, old mill rides like this still in existence, but it, it's sort of the original uh, version of the rides that you see in, in Disney, for example, that are technically dark, in quote, rides and where they came from. And this is kind of fun to get that. Now, if you are a brave person, you can take a sky glider, from by the old mill up to Pioneer Hall, and vice versa, when I'm not that brave. Uh, the other thing that's a ride that's great to get to do is the big slide, which is just this slide, gigantic slide you ride down on maps. And uh, where that is located seems to shift around, but it, it's a great place to stop. So I would skip the midway, but it's well worth looking around on the open area around the administration building that's sort of what you would call a food court where they have all these little um, food, well, carts, wagons, whatever you'd call it, food trucks. And they have everything from all, they just, time we looked, there were like 200 things, foods that you can get on a stick of the state fair. From uh, a Twinkie that had been deep fat fried to a salad. Um, so it's it it's a bunch of amazing things, and it's well worth time to just spend some time poking around in there. The Riley Stage is at the heart of it, and they have the talent contest, that's where the queen contest is, all sorts of things like that. 
The administration building is one of the best bathrooms on the center, and it's just in general a nice building. So if you're looking for a place to get in and out of heat, take a look at the administration building. On down the Grand Concourse, which is the large road right that you're on now going by the administration building with the midway on the far side, there will be lined up there between the grandstand and on one side, and very industry building on the other. Again, more of the little food carts, more of the little stores with souvenirs, all sorts of things, well worth looking around. When you get just beyond the grandstand is the DNR building, which is frankly, I think, one of the most beautiful spots on the fairground. It's one of these gorgeous old public work style buildings. It's got a 1920s aquarium, which is set up to... Um, just kind of display all the different kinds of fish, native or raised in Iowa. And it always has interesting things there. This last year they had, uh, or this year they had a archery contest that you could learn how to do a shoot a compound bow. That was really fun. There was, uh, they always have different kinds of displays going on in the court yard. They normally have ducks pond out there. But again, with this avian flu thing going around, they just had turtles this year. And uh, they also always have a thing on environmentalism and recycling, and you can talk to people who are conservation officers. It's just a neat place. The courtyard there is gorgeous. It's just well worth your time. So you come out from there, and you're going to head into varied industry uh, buildings. The Varied Industries building, if you haven't been to a fair, it's kind of hard to explain. But basically, those are where the majority of booths are of people who want to promote something or sell something on on the fairground. So um, there'll be things in there, like there'll be booths for the Republican and the Democrat Party. There will be a booth for the Secretary of State. There'll be a booth for the uh, PBS. And there'll be a booth for the um, different colleges. So, like Kirkwood had one, and Iowa State University, and University of Iowa, and Duke Northern Iowa. And all sorts of them will have little booths in there. They like to give you things. They like to have photo ops. They like to do temporary tattoos. They like to do just all sorts of little different things like that that are. are uh, just really cool to, to look at. So take some time in the varied industries building. Um, you'll be handed a bag somewhere, gather up all the stuff, the pencils, the pens, the brochures, um, the name written in Braille, buy a poppy from the veterans if they have it, all sorts of things. They used to have a separate building that had the tourism because they moved them from their own building, which is really nifty, but is now the food center. Uh, they had them sort of tucked away in the back part of the varied industries. And frankly, I don't blame them for getting upset about that. But um, the, the so they're in the main part of the varied industries now. So you'll see booths advertising places to visit. Now, coming out of the varied industries, we like to can't angle down towards the FFA building walking through the machinery and that sort of thing on the way. 
that ends us up heading then next where the horse barn and the new horse exhibition center. So if you like horses, this is the place for you. There's just every kind of horse there is. Coming down a little further from that, you are in the 4-H building and plan to spend a lot of time there because you're not only seeing the 4-H exhibits, but you're sort of the best of the best from around the whole state. They also have things like you can see a presentation, you can see a working exhibit, you can um, try to make something hands-on. They may have some little activity for you. You can get loads of ideas about what you might want to do for things for um, decorating, for uh, recycling something into something else, for designing a better way to have a... uh, uh, a different way to do a porch swing or what have you. And that uh, is actually, the 4-H building was the old turkey and poultry building. Do all these hundred old buildings just beautifully done. So look at the details. Heading out from there, we go along Logan Avenue by the sheep barn. Uh, and Keep an eye out. There's normally a lemon shake-up stand somewhere around there, which is a great place to end at the end. Um, at the end of the day, it's to get a lemon shake-up. So you're going to go on by the sheep barn. Uh, again, noticing the beautiful architecture details. And then turn right on Rock Island Avenue, which will get you back to Gate 8, stopping by the main exit from Sheep Barn to look for my Aunt Nicole, Jean, and Elmer Hans book. Uh, I didn't talk about much about when you want to eat because that's kind of up to you. Our normal practice then have, uh, and then just kind of snack at the fair. So we always get something up at the soda fountain. We then you may want to get something else later on during the day. You want to get a funnel cake. You want to get a monkey's tail. You want to get whatever. Just kind of browse, but don't eat too terrible much because uh, fair food tends to be expensive. And then uh, stop someplace on your way home, and you'll have um, not had to pay high fair food, but would still be had plenty to eat and a chance to try all sorts of different things finishes the touring plan. As I mentioned, you can find the map at iowastatefairgrounds.org. And that uh, this is just sort of the basic setup for the Iowa State Fairgrounds. You may want to do something else. Like one year, uh, we took the people mover through the campground and took a look at, at what it, everybody, what they looked like where they were camping, which is really worth doing sometimes. Uh, another year, we got involved in the in the stuff right to the west of the 4-H building where they have things like zip lines and that kind of thing. Uh, you may want to spend some time at the food center and see the, see the best Iowa does. So it can be just about anything uh, that you want, well worth it. In fact, you could spend a couple weeks at the fair and not get to do or see anything. So... Next time you have a chance, be sure to come and visit the Iowa State Fair. It's a great state fair. It's one of the few events in the country can say that it had an actual musical written on it. So plan on coming down to the Iowa State Fair 
and come on back next time to Trendlebed Tale to find out something new and to remember to brighten the corner where you are. Thank you, and join us next time for Trendle's